Spin Run, the RPG talk show podcast. And we're still live, so take us away. We're still live, yeah. French waiter. <laughs> I don't get the French waiter thing. Uh, oh, folks, yeah. welcome to Drink Spin Run. I am your French waiter, Adam Miscavige. <laughs> and with me, as always, is my lovely co host, Don Stroud. Uh, today, hi, Don. How are you doing? Sorry, I forgot to say Bonjour. How are you, how are you doing? <laughs> Ça va, wait, ça va, ça va. Je m'appelle Dan. Oui. Tu es une vache. Go on. So, well, Dan's done screwing around with his French waiter gimmick. We'll move on. Uh, our fantastic guest today. We're, we're, I'm excited again. Stacy, I love having you on the show. I just blew it. So our fantastic guest today is yeah. Stacy Delarfano. Um, I just I love having you on the show because you're so much fun to talk to, um, mm-hmm. and today uh, I, we're going to do a very bad job of uh, inviting Stacy on the show to um, talk about stuff that actually matters to us. Um, by that, I literally mean Don and I as uh, as guys in gaming, but that we're slightly awkward at dealing with because we're guys in gaming yet again. Um, those of you who know Stacy and what she does, you know that Stacy is a the uh, <laughs> uh, the lady in charge of content. I don't know. I almost I almost did my my default there, which is H N I C of uh, Contessa, the uh, the the convention within a convention, which was an online convention on its own right, but uh, it's now the convention within a convention of uh, of Gen Con, where all of the events, all of the panels are run by women, which is awesome. Um, she also is the lead design lead designer. Is that the correct term? Is that what do you do? do? Project manager slash art director slash cartographer slash I wear seven thousand hats. So project manager pretty much covers all of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Project ma- there we go. Project manager. The next edition or the sorry the next printing of Swords and Wizardry, um, which Stacy uh, tell us why it's different than previous ones. So this version, um, this, this printing, uh, all of the layout and all of the design and all of the artwork that's in it has been done by a group of women. All of the writing is still the same. It's all Matt Finch's work, um, but we have taken the dressing, basically, of everything and redone it entirely. What's the, what, um, what's the point of doing that versus, you know, I, I'm... I, I thought that's not a shitty question, but like, I know, like, I feel like there's like, uh, like there's, there's a reasoning behind that. Uh, can you share that with us? Um, well, so the whole thing started when I actually got into a discussion on Google plus about why there are so few women interested in OSR games. It's actually really hard for me to find, um, women to run OSR games at pretty much any of our conventions because there's so few and uh, through gaming. I mean, it's, it's probably the most dude heavy you know, part of, of gaming. And some of it has to do with the age of the games, I think, and just where, where people got started. I know so many guys who got, you know, the red box or the white box, one of those, you know, they're like 10th, 11th birthday or something like that. And, and girls almost never have that kind of a story. So I think there's a connection there that, that women don't have, but, 
Matt Finch came into the discussion. He said, well, it's, it's, it's the artwork. Um, and, you know, I'm like, well, how about you, you give me your, your writing. We leave your writing alone and we just change all of the artwork and have all the artwork done by women and all the design done by women and see how that goes. And I didn't expect him to actually respond to me <laughs> in the affirmative when I did it. It was just kind of like the thing that I was throwing out there. Um, but the next thing I know, I've got an email from Matt saying, let's do this. Bill thinks this is a great idea and, and, and let's make this happen. And, and let's, you know, let's, let's, I think the big thing is that what he really wanted to do was to put like a different spin on it and a different feel on it. And having an all woman group um, actually does a lot of that. Plus it hits some of my key points, which are like, I really think that if we want diverse products in the world and if we want products that, that hit up a, a, a large number of demographics of just one little tiny demographic we've got to have diverse teams working on these projects and that means you know women in every single level of doing that kind of a thing and um this was i actually like two or three of my artists had never done rpg work before in fact our cover artist chaos she had she had never done any kind of rpg work she had just basically done uh, commercial um illustrations and, and things like that and, and things that she did did on her own and i actually had to talk her down out of some of the polishing to explain you know what tabletop games are and what role playing games are and some of the kind of things that we're actually looking for but she's like super excited and she has so much fun doing this and I know she's going to want to go on and do some more like it and I've got like two or three other illustrators in there who are the same who came in and I, I pulled them in because I saw there somebody somebody either you know gave me a link to their portfolio or I looked them up on DeviantArt I went through just tons and tons and tons of artists or some of them are they're not they're not used to doing fantasy work. Um, one of my artists actually did, um, some of the illustrations she did were for articles in The New Yorker. So, you know, it's, 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 this, it's, it's this bringing this completely fresh look into it to try and build a, a product that looks different than everything else that we've seen in the OSR probably for, you know, since the beginning. So, you know, and that's, and that's, Matt and Bill really pushed me hard to actually come up with something different because when I first started working on it, I actually felt all of this pressure from the OSR community. Like, I'm like, if it's not metal enough or if it's not OSR enough, you know, I, it's, it's not going to be right and it's not going to work well. And Matt and Bill um, were actually really kind of instrumental in saying, no, 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 you know, back the truck up. We don't want you to create the same thing that everybody else did just, you know, with, with women at the head of it. We want you to create something different and that's new and, and exciting. And I really love it now. I mean, it's, it's taken a little bit of time, but I, I'm really in love with it now instead of just kind of, yeah, this is working. This is, yeah, yeah, I'm getting the job done. It's now, it's actually something that, that, that is, I realized the kind of artwork that I picked and the way that I did it is the way that I like to enjoy artwork, which is mm -hmm. kind of cool. Awesome. And that's to me, yeah. I like a lot of little details. I like, you know, especially with role-playing game books, I love flipping through them. That's usually, like, when I yeah. first get an RPG book, that's usually the first thing I do is I flip through the entire thing and just kind of kind of skim, kind of get an idea of where everything is. And I love being able to come back to pages that have really good artwork on them and looking at it again and again and again and seeing something new every time. And I think I realized just today that I did that in Swords and Wizardry. I put artwork in there that I would want to look at over and over and over again. <laughs> nice. That's good. Yeah. Uh, it's... I, I do the same thing with games as well. Um, like, and I, I'm I'm very much a visual memory kind of person. Like, I remember where things are in books because of what illustrations they're near, or like, you know, where reasonably it is in the book. Like, if I look at the spine, oh, it's about this far in, and it's by the illustration of that. You know, so right. uh, I'm I'm glad that you're recognize like you have that feel too. Uh, it's so, so much, much easier to find stuff. stuff. 
Yeah, you know, we have separate, we have borders on the pages, um, and they're, they're really mm-hmm. beautifully done, but they're different for each section. So, you know, if you're in the weapon mm-hmm. section, the border is a bunch oh. of weapons. And, oh. uh, you know, if you're in the nice. player creation section, it's, it's actually, you know, got a little, little scene going on. It, you know, stuff like magic looks like magic and whatnot. So, so yeah, for, for visual people, it'll be a very good thing, and you'll be able to find things pretty quickly. That sounds sweet. Yeah. I, okay. So the problem the problem I'm having is Don and I are already completely sold on this thing. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> uh, like, yeah. It's really I, hard I know, to ask like, you to sell it harder because we're like, yeah, because you I just totally like, yeah, 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 yeah. Ready. I mean, uh, I'm ready actually holding so, off on buying the other one so I can have the new one. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a, the cover. I raised at least the cover just before Gen Con, and it got just people just loved it, and it got you know a ton of great reviews. It got so much, so much more love so cool. than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, it was, and it was. I was, I was a little scared of it because it, it is, it's, it's an abstract art piece. I mean, it's it's not it's not what you typically see on the front of a role playing game book that just like clearly illustrates what you expect to see inside, and that's. That's the love of the OSR that I have in me is that it can be it's at its root like Swords and Wizardry is a is a rules light system that you could use for pretty much anything. You know, if you really boil it down to it, there's there's no one setting or one way to look at it. So that's kind of what I wanted to bring in there too. Is look, look, you can look at this in different different ways. You can you know use your imagination in different different styles in order to actually view the kind mm-hmm. of world that you're in. It doesn't have to be this one kind of strict ideal of what old school D and D should look like. Yeah, a range of baby handoffs. So, so, <laughs> so I just want to say that this is like this is why to me, I'm going to be fully honest. I have a my main group is just a bunch of dudes, and we sit there and drink. Um, but I think that's why it's important to play with you know other. I was going to say other sexes, like you know, there's more than just one other or two. Um, just because you can look at it from a different angle. Like, I want to know how you look at things like other people, um, other whatever. Like, I just want... And then it sounds weird. And Like, am I trying too hard to get that? Is that in itself a problem? Or is it all right to be like, I want to know how you are going to experience this as a woman or as you know an african-american or whatever um that's just i don't know those those are my thoughts on what we're kind of it, skirting it does around seem like, yeah it does seem like you know it, it's kind of stupid to um just keep putting out the same thing made by the same people and assume that it's going to attract an audience of different people you know it it just doesn't make sense i think so well, i mean and, um, and stacy if you're Go getting ahead. down to kind of the, the the essential question of what what do women want and is it different than what men want <laughs> and can we I mean I, I I cannot tell you how many emails I get um, into Contessa of, of of male designers asking me what do I need to put in my game in order to attract women and you know and and it's just kind of like and, and that that's that's one of those questions that you know you people ask but it's kind of like you feel uncomfortable asking it first of all because you're making an assumption that you know all women are like you know that, that we're all going to like right. the same thing and we're not yeah. and, and, yeah. and I'm sure that there are women who are going to completely hate what I did you know but it, it's it's 
it's more along the lines of that you bring something really subtle into it when you have the creators of the kind of marginalized people that, that you're talking about. You know, if, whether you're talking about people of color, where you're talking about transgender people, whether you're talking about anybody on the, the queer spectrum anywhere, or, you know, women, when you bring them into a team and, and you have them work on projects, they bring something that you can't, you can't define and you can't really nail down as this is this thing that this that this having this kind of diversity on this project is actually bringing to it. It's it's almost impossible to actually get that understand where that mojo is coming from. But then when you see products that are actually made by diverse teams, they do tend to be liked by a diverse crowd. You know, like a lot of people. I, I mean, Monty Cook Games' work is is one of the the big ones that stick out to me because they have they, they've done a great job with gender representation all over the place, and you could tell that there's a variety of people that actually work on these projects and that bring their individual perspectives to it, and it just makes for a better product overall. But if you're going to try to 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 try to to figure out what that that secret mojo is with that use that you put in there is you're never going to be able to actually get it. And that's what comes down to like sites that end up being what we call pink it and shrink it. Have you heard that phrase before? Mm-mm. No. It's basically... Oh, I get it though. Like now that you say it out loud, like, oh, I get it. Yeah. It makes sense, right? It's, it's you know, you take something, like like the, like the last time I used it was angry when I was using it at um, um, an employer that I had who wanted to make, um, was it was financial advice software for women. And you're like, why why does it need to be for women you know what is it and it's like well it's it's easier you know and 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 then you start they start getting this idea oh. that in order to make something that men like into something that women like what you really need to do is make it pink so that it's girly make it as feminine as possible and then make it a little easier than than anything else that the guys do and that's that gives you a really surface level kind of you know kind of attraction and it doesn't really work very well you know you've got to have that that kind of that, that deeper connection in order to actually get it and I don't know that this is actually going to you know bring in a lot of extra women but I'm hoping that it just gives another view of the OSR out to people who, who don't have that view who, who I talk to so many people who don't know anything about the OSR and when I ask them what they think it is and what they think old school gaming is, the responses they give me is they basically like they think it's a game of Diablo. You create this dungeon that you go in and you kill a bunch of stuff and you get loot off of it. And there's so much more, but it's not actually being communicated to people who aren't playing the games. And I, you know, if, if, if a different art you know, pr- presentation actually brings more people in, more women, more people who otherwise wouldn't be playing OSR games, that's a, that's a success in my book. Yeah, absolutely. Or or any games, you know? I mean, if you can get... Wow, sorry. I heard that go. <laughs> Messed me up. Um, I, I, I'm i one of those people that I tend to think that anybody, uh, more people playing games in general is always good for gaming. You know, that's the kind of the, the way I, the attack I tend to take. Um, and if they're playing games I want to play, that's even better, you know? Um, which do tend to be the old schooly things, you know? Um... Boy, I think I lost. I had a point, but I lost it. I'm sorry. Oh, good. Uh, this doesn't happen to just me. <laughs> no, it's it's a lot of this show, Stacy. Um, no, I, I. Ah, <laughs> I don't know, man. I got nothing. I More keep, people like, playing I'm games really close you like. To, I do. Yeah, they're better. That's always better. More people playing yeah. the games I like means that uh, that how can the game not be better? How can the game itself not end up right. being a better game if more different types, more people first off are playing, more different types of people are playing? Uh, and I, I don't understand 
I don't want to get into um, the like like bashing folks who want things to be the same way it, it always has been. We all know those people are fucked anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I basically don't want to waste our time on that. Is what I'm trying to say. Um, folks who are here watching the show need to. I mean, they, they probably if or listening to the show uh, on the podcast. They, I, I, I don't want to speak for them. But I do think that our listeners are not likely to be the kind of guys that are like would are are going to resist or disagree. You know, maybe they do. In that case, they can really stop listening because fuck those guys. Seriously, um, I, I I'll let it be known that I'll say fuck those guys and get you know if it loses me view listeners. You know to you know say that I don't need you to listen to my podcast. If you don't think that this is an issue that needs your attention, needs everybody's attention, then uh, I don't care. You know, um, those are people I don't need to be dealing with anyway. Uh, I feel like I'm talking too much. <laughs> Don, jump in, save me, save, rescue um, me. Yeah, I don't know if I can rescue the. I kind of agree, <laughs> yeah, but I, I would say it more nicely. Like, hey, yeah, you know, hey, bro, there's a different way nicely. to do it. Um, yeah, Talk- I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, why not? Why not be done saying things nicely? Who really cares? I mean, we're kind of a more you know, punk rock DIY podcast anyway, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can say mm. fuck you on this show, and it makes sense. Well, yeah. Edgy. People expect to hear fuck you on this show. Yeah, yeah. Edgy, right? We're edgy. Edgy, Sorry. yeah. 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 Kojo was not wrong. That's what that <laughs> As fuck. <laughs> um, I don't, yeah, I don't have much to say. I mean, because I'm open to shit, man. Okay, well, let's, let's, okay, so let's, let's talk about Contessa for a little bit. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, because Contessa is a thing that I know, Stacy, that you've gotten, like, I don't want to say, like, you've gotten some weird back, uh, to me, it's really weird backlash from, like, because you've got it on both sides. Like, you've got it on, I remember, like, reading on a particular blog that I won't mention, uh, but it's one of the more popular, you know, um, OSR blogs, like, this, a bunch of, like, backlash of, like, oh, you don't want men to help, you know, there, I can't help you at all, I can't be involved, I don't, I don't care about this thing, that's, that's sexist if I can't help. Uh, and I, so I know you got that, but I also know you got some like backlash on the opposite side. That's the stuff I don't understand. Like, like, like on the on the in the feminist spectrum, where how do, how does their backlash there too? It's a little bit like on both. There's there's extreme ends on both sides. And and what I generally say with Contessa yeah. is is we we are we don't we don't take sides. We don't, you know, we're not part of the, the overall war or anything that's happening. Contessa is specifically for the women that, that actually want to want to represent gaming and who actually want to be a part of everything that we're doing. Most of the people that we have that actually come and participate at our events, they, they don't fall on one side. They, they, don't, they, don't, they don't game with one particular type of game or another particular type of game. You know, they're, they're all over the place. You know, we have, we have people that, that, that run all sorts of different kinds of games. And um, it's the backlash that I got from the feminists at the beginning was because um, I specifically use the word apolitical, and um, and I use that word to describe the fact that we don't run what I call diversity panels or women in gaming panels, um, or we don't we also don't run blog posts that have nothing but social commentary in them. So you'll see a lot of that in feminist critique sites and, the, and those kind of things. There's a lot of takedown articles and very kind of negative things and. I got a lot of um, backlash from the beginning because my opinion on those things is that they don't actually help. 
they actually do more to hurt than they do to help. And they, they actually kind of show a, a, a side of, of feminism of women that I really dislike because it tends to be really mean and threatening. And I mean, you know, I got threatened with blacklisting several times. Um, when I was initially starting, and not and not just not not from men, you know, and, and it was you know from that other side, and it 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 was it was very difficult to actually get through. Um, I did get through it, and I realized at the end of it that you know I'd been holding on to this apolitical tag and just just as hard as I could because I didn't want anybody to think that they'd want you know and that that I'd actually removed it. But the reality was it was causing more heat than light, and it was and it was at, at one point in time I was just like you know we're gonna throw this out entirely and. If we're going to be political in any way, well, the way that we're political is that we we believe in in representation. I mean, that's that's what's the most important thing to us is actually having that representation. That's why movies like Ghostbusters are so important to me because they they got that little girls can actually look up and see I can do that I can be that kind of a character, and it, the the same thing kind of goes with gaming. You know, I I call GMing um, the gateway drug. And it's, you know, it's, it's the gateway drug to designing because, you know, you start GMing. The, the first thing that you ever design as a GM is when, when you look at these rules and you're like, these rules suck. And I'm going to add some house <laughs> rules right here and here and here. You're, you're designing a game. You know, all of a sudden you, you've gone from just being somebody who uses something to somebody who creates something. And I really want to get more women into that space where they feel like they're not visiting the gaming you know, world, that, that they're, not, they're not just here because their boyfriend or their husband or their brother or whatever is here, but that they have a space themselves. And that space is for them to come in and they can lead their own events and they can create their own things. We have women, I guess here's some of the greatest stories at Gen Con. It's, it's so awesome. So many of the women that come to our events, they're jamming for the very first time. They've never done it before and they choose to go to Gen Con of all places right. and Whoa, go to our yeah. events. And GM for the very the first time, time I ever decided to play baseball was in the World Series. Exactly. You know? Yeah, that's yeah. That's that takes balls. I know I wouldn't have done that. You know, I there's no way I would ever have yeah, done that. I was actually telling a few of them that too. I said I wouldn't have been able to do that. I mean, that's that, that's amazing that you that you felt that level of comfort with us that you were able to come in and do this at this huge convention. And I've never had anybody come back and tell me, oh, my game was terrible. And, and it was just awful and nobody liked it but we always get the opposite you know this is the best game that I played in the convention right. or um, one of our GMs right. got, got somebody said this is how fate should be GM'd you know and, and they get these <laughs> wonderful comments and it buoys them and it lifts them up and then I have like this year I came back and one of our GMs came in and said you know last year it was the first time GMing for me um, and, and I was a part of a lot of the contest events and this year I'm actually writing a supplement for fate and I was just like, this is, that's, that's the dream for me. That's the ideal. That's the, you know, that's the somebody who came right. into one of our events, felt empowered because she led her own table and GM'd her own table. Not only went on to do even more GMing from that, but she's now actually a freelancer and she's now actually contributing more good stuff to the big pile that we all take from. And I have like so many stories like that from Contessa events that is absolutely ridiculous. I, I spent a large part of Gen Con choked up, you know, I mean, and this year we Aww. had little girls, I mean, that was, that was, I mean, we had the Walls family had, had both of their two little girls, um, co-GMing games for, for, <laughs> for us, I mean, it was awesome, yeah, so, you know, you, you get that kind of, kind of representation, and then I always get women coming to me saying, I, I just played this year, but I came in and I saw all of these other women GMing, and I, I think that I can do it now, and next year I'm going to come in and be a GM, and it's this, it's, it's this, we keep 
pushing each other and moving forward together. And that's, that's kind of like the way that I put it in um, a blog post that I'm working on is we all get together and we push that needle together really, really hard and we've actually moved yeah. it. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, Keith uh, Nelson was asking a similar, like something very much in that vein that I kind of take as being like like involved in that because I mean, like we can design games as much as we like, but if we're not like if we're not running those games and showing, you know, putting that best foot forward in this regard, you know, having women run the games, you know, having you know. Uh, games where women feel empowered you know to run and you know uh you know ah, this is me falling all over myself trying to say something simple um you know that 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 helps you know at like maybe maybe not as much as like a new edition of something like swords and wizardry but you know uh having having that that space where that can happen that time where that can happen uh is is uh is just as much, just as useful, you know, uh, if not maybe a little more so. I don't know. How do you feel? <laughs> Did I say anything? Was that a question? Was that a statement? I don't know. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. No, no. You're, do, you're, you're doing great, Adam. You're doing great. <laughs> um, don't worry about me. I'm going to suck. It's fine. I know. R.J. Thompson um, says, as a single father of an eight-year-old oh, yeah. girl... Who wants to game? I really have an appreciation for what Stacy is doing. Um, so here is my. I agree. I have a twelve-year-old uh, daughter, and I she just doesn't like games. Like she's tried it, she just doesn't. She's not into it. I don't know why. Um, what do you? I mean, you're you are a girl. <laughs> So let's let's go back. Like I don't think I've ever like how did you get into this? Because it is, you know, I mean most of the people I meet are dudes yeah. who are who are who are doing this. How did you get sucked into this uh world? I um I so I grew up in a family where fantasy was was a big part of of the the fiction that came in and out of the house. Mm-hmm. Um and my mom was big into science fiction. Um she read a lot of Heinlein um and um things like that and um we watched whatever kind of weird fantasy mo- I mean, you know, I growing I don't know how old you guys actually are, but growing up in the old. in the in the 80s, you know, and even the 90s, the fantasy films that we had when we started out were terrible. Co- like <laughs> it was Conan basically and yeah. um my mom was in love with Red Sonia, you know, the oh, yeah. the movie, not the oh, comic yeah. book, you know. I don't mm-hmm. I don't think she even knew yeah. that the comic book right. existed. Um, but you know, um, and and so so I kind of grew up on the, this kind of diet of these kind of films, and I, I don't know if you ever there was this oh it was called um, the Dark Tower I think it was this bro- board yeah, game. Yeah. Did you guys play that game? Oh, I loved I, the hell out of it. Like, yeah. It didn't have like yeah, it had like this big tower in the middle, and yeah. and you you'd spin it to where you are, and then you'd make your choices, and it and it would it would like do random die rolls kind of thing, and it would tell you what your you know the li- little things would light up at the top to tell you what it is that you got or not. I actually looked; those things are going for like three hundred dollars on on yeah. eBay right now. But but so you know we had that game, and I loved that game. Um, and we did board game nights all the long all all the time. And when I was I w- I, older than 12, I, I was probably about um, 14 or 15, I started essentially writing fanfic with my, with my friends. It was, it was about the new kids on the block. 
but what we would do is we would take a notebook fill it with paper and we would just pass it to each other between classes and each person would write a new part of the story if you think about it that's just what fanfic is and that's a little bit what play-by-post role-playing actually is and then when we when i got turned i think it was like 16 15 or 16 i got introduced to computers which is really kind of where you know, my story took off because I, I was a programmer for many years, um, and I was totally focused on computers. And we would go online. It was was it AOL? I think it, it was AOL back when AOL was just text based. You know, you you, you mm-hmm. dialed in with your three hundred baud modem and you sat and you waited ten minutes for somebody to write a sentence. And yeah. there were there were role playing chat rooms that I would get involved with. So when I was like, I think it was 17 or so, I was, I was a band geek. I was in the band, and um, our, our class was immediately after lunch, and I would hang out with some of the guys that were there, and they, they started talking about uh, AD&D. They played second edition AD&D at the time, was, was the game, before everybody decided they hated it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and they started showing me the books, and I was like, I was sucked in almost immediately because I think it, I think largely because I had already had this this lengthy exposure to what games were and what gaming was and what creating fictional worlds together was really about, and 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 fantasy, you know, in and of itself through my mom and Red Sonia and stuff like that. So when I when I got this, it was like, ooh, I would love to play this kind of thing. And I got stuck with a bunch of guys who swore that they were going to GM and never did it. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I finally took the reins and said, that's it, I'm going to do it. And I mean, like, really the first game that I ever GM'd, I hacked because I I decided that they were going to start out as modern characters and I needed to add a bunch of skills that would relate to what the skills were in D&D. So, you know... That's how that started, and I've been doing it ever since then. Um, but I think I think the real first gaming that I did was that fan fiction kind of stuff that I the, mm. that I was writing back and forth with my friends. Yeah, yeah, hmm. absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. And girls just look like that all the time because they play pretend, right. <laughs> and that's all D and D is. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's 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 a really interesting point to make. You know. Uh, I mean, it's it's hard to separate children uh, as they grow up. It's hard to separate children from fiction. You know, uh, children just necessarily will 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 create fictions. I think that's that's an important part of intellectual development, right? Uh, I mean, just just looking at it, and you know, uh, obviously, you guys saw my little man earlier. He's not very big, but uh, <laughs> you know, uh, he 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 loves he loves stories. He loves hearing, you know, like interacting in that way and i know i'm pretty sure that he's gonna spend a lot of time like his dad did just making shit up um and it's it's it is interesting how like because we're looking at different we we tend to focus on the types of fiction a little bit more than that there is that happening you know that creative process happening um you mentioned like a gender divide i mean little girls aren't getting weren't getting like the Mensa red box for their birthdays you know uh, um, that's a big and granted, that's, that's I never like got a really birthday. really big gap there you know it ends up being especially when it comes to designing because mm-hmm. you, you've got you've got men in the same age bracket who's had like you know 10 20 extra years playing these games that are that are going into designing them and you have women who a lot of which come to it as adults already you know and so they've already missed out mm-hmm. on some of that formative stuff stuff that you guys 
stuff that I don't know. I don't know when you guys picked it up, but you can say you guys. It's fine. Stuff that you guys picked up really early on, and you don't even think about now. That's you know that, that you, right. you don't think about as part of any sort of design process or any sort. Of, you know, even when you're creating house rules that that have actually influenced you from that that early age that a lot of women actually don't get. And so some of that is actually you know bringing them back up to speed. You know, and 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 that's yeah. that's hard. Well. well well, in that in that there's an up to speed to be brought to, you know, right? Uh, which is kind of which is you know kind of unfair to start with, you know, the, the right. fact that there is like a there's a this is where everybody else is. You got to get yeah. here. That's kind of yeah. bullshit, you know. Yeah, and there's there's kind of a, a mystique around designing games where it's it's really a hard thing to do. Or if you actually get into designing games, it's you're just making shit up and saying let's roll this dice for it and see how that works. You can go into all sorts of, you know, theories on statistical, you know, probabilities of making etc. dice rolls, but when it comes down to it, it's the beta testing that really matters, you know, to you that really is going to show you what exactly is going to happen. So, I mean, that's another thing that I try to do is to demystify that a little bit, to be like, you know, because it, it, it feels like, and I, and I hear women talk to me, and they, they talk to me like, I don't have a, ga- a brain for design, or, you know, I, that's just too hard for me to do. And, and I look at the kind of language that's being used in the way that we talk about game design, and it does make it sound like you need, like, a degree in game design or something like that, which I don't think actually might actually exist now, to be honest, but it didn't exist for a very long time. And, and even then, it wouldn't be about designing tabletop games. It would be about designing video games. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, yeah, you know, the ones that actually make money. Yeah, yeah so there's, there's some of that. And, and I try to do some of that by, you know, pulling in, by, by running design workshops and, and things like creating your own system, uh, an actual workshop where you get to come in and create your own system from scratch with a group of people, which is really cool and a lot mm-hmm. of fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ah, I just, I just loving this conversation. I don't know. It's just so I much know. fun. Uh, I want to ask questions, but I don't know what questions to ask. You know, like <laughs> I know Stacy asked us like, "Hey, ask me questions, and then we can keep things moving forward." Because otherwise, we'll just digress a bunch. And, like, you answered all my questions, <laughs> and oh, that's now awesome. I'm like another half hour to fill. Uh, no, um, <laughs> no, I. I Jeez, Stacy, I, I I can't help but completely agree. I mean, uh, I don't know. It's 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 wonderful that you're 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 bringing more people into uh, into the dialogue, into this conversation that we're always having about you know about gaming and you know uh, which there I think necessarily improves gaming. Um, what about guys like Don and I, guys who <laughs> are well-meaning, <laughs> though uh, perhaps slightly awkward at you know bringing this stuff up you know like um uh i'd love it if my game groups had more ladies in them uh that haven't been said like um some of my uh like uh my my friend brooke active player in a lot of my games the only reason she's not in any of them right now is just because time uh uh and this so the question is not like how do you get ladies in games because that's creepy but more um (laughs) how how it is a creepy question. It is a uh, you know, uh, yeah, and let's not ask that one. Um, so instead, like, um, uh, what? Shit, I lost it. Um, how can not? How can we help either? Because that sounds stupid. Because it's not about us helping. Um, no, but it's not about us helping. But it. it's about advice and how, like. How to be less awkward like, assholes about this stuff and No, like maybe like maybe like this. Like we are we aren't dicks. 
we aren't like you know we're not like oh we're better because we're dudes but we are dudes and we're you know we're not awkward we're kind of stupid about this shit because we don't think about it a lot i think so what can we do to or what can our listeners do who mean well what what do guys like us need to be thinking about right (laughs) you know uh, um I think some of the big things are, I mean, there, there's always going to be a few things. Um, I mean, I, I don't know if you guys have seen, there's a study that's, that's gone around recently that says that um, even when women are only speaking up 30% of a time in a group, yeah. um, men think that, that they're dominating the conversation. Um, that's, that's one right. kind of important statistic to think about. Another one to think about is that um, there was another one, and it was, it was actually the, the, the way that they did this particular study, I mean, you know, studies... They they aren't perfect, and you know they don't tell you everything, right, right. but you know they they, they can kind of give you an idea of things that are going on. But this other one it was that they, they took groups of five people, you know, um, uh, women and men together, and they they had to make a decision on how to spend money. So it was exactly the same kind of decision making that's done at a gaming table. And they found out that when men were a majority of the group, women spoke up. I think it was it was some crazy amount, seventy five or eighty percent less. I think it was eighty percent less. Um, so, you know, you, you actually have women that, that will speak less when there are more men around. So, I mean, being able to pay attention when there are women in your group, paying attention to that kind of dynamic and really closely paying attention to that thing, and it's hard to do, um, is, is important. You know, talk to her. Ask her. You know, if, if she's being quiet, there's, there's probably a reason why. She doesn't feel comfortable. Um, she doesn't, she, she feels awkward. Role-playing can be a really awkward thing sometimes. You know, and, and it can be kind of hard to get into it, and it's kind of embarrassing a little bit, you know, in the beginning. You know, like, like be aware of those things. And, and actually, you know, one of the big things that, that I see a lot that happens is interrupting. Like, you know, a, a woman will start talking, and then she'll get interrupted. And, and men think it's okay to interrupt because you guys interrupt each other all the time, and nobody gets mad at each other. Right. Mm. But it isn't. It's kind of a dick thing to do, just saying. <laughs> uh, whereas, you know, women, they'll, they'll, you know, they'll get interrupted, and then, then oftentimes they'll wait. You know, and, and women interrupt other women, too. So it's not, it's not necessarily just a, a guy thing. But it, it's, it's, women do get interrupted more than, than men do. And, and so that's something to keep an eye on. You know, if you have a woman in, in your group that keeps trying to say something and the men keep overriding her or don't hear her, which is one that I hear a lot, you know, and because if you're nervous and you're just joining a group, you're probably going to be a little bit quieter than any other time. And not everybody pays that much attention to that, you know. Um, pay attention to the, how dynamics are going in the group. And, you know, really, you actually have to make a little bit of an effort to make sure that everybody is involved. It's so easy. If you've played a lot with, with, the same thing goes with women. You know, if you play a lot with other women, sometimes you play in a group of guys and it's, and it's, it's, um, there's a, there's a bit of a culture shock. It's different. You know, it's, it's, it's a different experience. So when you have a mixed group, it's going to be a different experience than when you have, you know, an, an all gender group in either direction. And I think mm-hmm. it comes from like that, the whole male privilege thing where Guys aren't necessarily aware of it, you know. I mean, that's that's the whole part about privilege is it's it's you're not aware of actually what's happening because this is your normal life, you know, and it's not necessarily for women. So I mean, some of the big things are you know keeping keeping aware of those kind of things, and nobody likes to be told how to do things right. Nobody likes to be to be told, and and I I don't 
I've, I've, I've experienced this a lot at the table where, where men like to, like to pull me aside and say, you know, you should really roll this or use that spell or maybe you should do this or that or the other. If, 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 if you're not getting asked for help, <laughs> if somebody right. isn't actually asking you for help, don't give it, you know. Some of the worst things that have happened to me at the table tend to go along the lines of rules lawyers being rules lawyers. You know, no, actually, you can't do that, or that's not how you do that, or, you know, here's how you actually do that. Um, that's bad men, for everybody. It's, yeah, I don't care who you are, yeah, that's bad <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, keep in mind that, you know, it sucks for a lot of guys, but the, they will stay in a group that's got a rules lawyer in it anyways. A lot of, a lot of guys will do it because they'll just put up with them. Or, you know... Right ignore them or you know do a lot of things a woman who's first getting into a game if she experience if she has that kind of experience and 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 this is another thing that i've found a lot is that women will try osr gaming like once and they'll have a bad experience with it and they won't go back to it again and they will assume that every other experience is going to be exactly the same and it takes a little bit of effort to get them to try you know and and that first group that a woman gets in, if it's if it's a good one, it'll it'll keep her coming back, you know, and it'll keep going on and on and on. But it's got to be a good one. If it's a bad one, and it happens way too often in the in the OSR, especially that it ends up being a bad one for tiny reasons, you know, reasons that that you know not right. not the big reasons that you can think of, but for for relatively small reasons, I didn't feel like I had a voice, I wasn't comfortable. You know, you you're not gonna have fun. If you're if you're not comfortable, or if you feel like every time you, you speak up, somebody walk, talks over you, or that you know people talk down to you when they're talking to you, or they don't think that you know how to play the game right, and they, you know, they need to show you, that's not a fun experience for anybody. And you get that in with with a, a woman who's trying it for the first time. She may never ever ever come back after that kind of thing. And I, and I know a lot of women who haven't. And that's that's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's keeping, you know, being aware of that there are differences in the way that men and women communicate. Not all the time, you know. Sometimes we communicate exactly. Right. I'm a very direct person and, you know, I, I tend to <laughs> I tend to get along with guys a lot better than than, you know, a lot of women that I've known who aren't as direct as I am, you know. But you have a lot in common with my wife, <laughs> as we've mentioned in the past. Yeah, yeah. that's she's the same way. Yeah. <laughs> and it, and it, it intimidates I'm sorry. People. I'm, I'm terrible at the interrupting part. I'm really bad at that. Sorry. True. I, True. I know that about myself. I've been trying to be really good, and I failed just now. Sorry, Steve. He he interrupts me all the time. You need interrupting, Don. <laughs> if I don't interrupt, you'll just go on and on and on and on. <laughs> That's not true of Don. Sometimes I interrupt for the good of everybody. I just have to like, all right, buddy, we're rambling here. Let's. There needs to be an end to this story. Okay, so uh, um, I'm sorry, uh, Stacy. I, I, I don't mean to cut you off. If I was cutting you off, did you have no, a thing no, you wanted no, no. to finish there, or thought no? no, no okay, no, so Dan Domi. Um, Dan Domi asked a question, and Dan is a member of. Uh, he's one of uh, the gamers of my Iron Coast game, and he uh, he and his lovely wife, their uh, their uh, first daughter is due soon, and Dan wants to know: Is there a way, or let's let's? I'm going to change his question just a little bit. What do you think is an effective way to encourage a daughter in gaming? Um, I think I, gaming with her. I mean, you know, I, I, there are a lot of 
there are a lot of great dads out there who spend a lot of time gaming with their daughters and um, it's it's a really cool thing to see you know when, when you see pictures of that but I mean start start you know simple like you know when, when they're first starting to actually you know understand the world and understanding you know basic board games you know create a board game together or you know create a game together that's completely nonsense and that is basically pretend but you know you add maybe a die roll in there or something like that to you know to make it a, a game you know um, the people mm-hmm. that I see that do it most effectively, they start very, very young, and and um, they they play games with their kids all the time, any kind of game, you know, and and submerge them in in nerd culture. I mean, that's it's it's <laughs> it's, it's it's something that has been kind of the province of men for a very long time, but it's not anymore, really. You know, we're getting some you know really great kind of kind of things coming up that that are that that girls can identify with. I mean, that, that's that's a big part. Like Star Wars when I was a kid was huge and in order for me to actually as a kid pretend to play in that world I had to create a new character altogether because I didn't want to be Princess Leia I wanted to be a goddamn Jedi (laughs) damn straight and you know and 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 in order to do that I had to actually create the character but these days you know we're getting more and more and more and more female representation and and these kind of um worlds and in, in these this kind of in, in nerd culture as a whole that's just pulling them into it everything that they're that they're interested in like if she gets interested in my little pony create a game completely based off of my little pony you know i mean that to me as a little girl would have been if my dad came to me he's like okay you love My Little Pony, so we're going to sit down and we're going to play a My Little Pony role-playing game. I would have been over the moon. <laughs> you know, so so it's like, get into what she's into and, you know, have her push that along as, as soon as she starts pushing it along. Because, you know, I've seen it now in, in, I think, four or five families. And I'm hoping that we're trying for a child now, too. And I'm, I'm kind of... Oh, congratulations! I awesome. want to say the, the good, good mom thing and say I'll be happy either way, but secretly I really kind of yeah, yeah. love the girl. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I, I, I see. I yeah, uh, congratulations! It'll be awesome. It's uh, it like as a new dad, I fucking love it, man. It's the coolest thing I've ever done, and That's you awesome. know, I don't, I don't like, like to take, take up too much. much podcast time with the parent talk but it's you'll you'll love it it's too much fun you you have a blast with it uh, and i hope you do have a girl because you know <laughs> that would be cool we're awesome I love a little moms are, uh, you know a, mom, a little ladies needed um i got nothing right now i'm sorry guys <laughs> It's because it's just you know interesting and no, my it mind's is. Just it is. Like, it's, it's no, it is. Uh, my, my mind's just like burr. I gotta. Your yeah. mind just like burr. Yeah. Burr. <laughs> the wheels are turning, Adam. I was using the wheels a are sound effects and fingers. Yeah, yeah. Visual smoke. cues that people visual on the cues. internet when this is not a visual podcast <laughs> don't know what you're doing when you just that's, burr. That's why I said the wheels are turning. Yeah. Yeah. Man. This is a really productive conversation. Uh I like it. I'm really pleased with this. Uh I'm very happy. Stacy, you're gonna come here to Yukon in November, which I'm very happy about. And um, when you when, there we go. I unplugged my mic, my headphones, and that's 
bad. Um, but you kept talking. The, uh, it was good. Wh- I know. <laughs> uh, you never would have known if I hadn't told you, right? Uh, right. The uh, so so when when you come here, um, you're coming as one of the the special guests or guests of honor. I don't know, one some kind of magical guest, and uh, you're are are you um going to be like doing any any like contessa style organizing for yukon or um, is, are yeah. you just uh coming as yourself yukon is super excited um to get some contessa involvement um and i've talked a little mm-hmm. bit to them about doing that um and it's if it's if it's if it's as great a con as everybody keeps selling me and i mean everybody <laughs> Then really? it's, it awesome. sounds like it's actually a really good place for Contessa to make a yearly presence. So you know, um, cool. Cool. you know, we'll see how it goes. And it's because it's a different kind of convention. Like at Gen Con, we have we have a big gaming night, but then we have we have uh, mm-hmm. panels all throughout the the rest of them. But smaller oh. cons yeah. tend to be more about gaming and less about paneling. So I'm kind of hoping that we can do some kind of unique um, ideas on how we can put together events. We're still going to talk about exactly how that's going to happen, but I've been trying to kind of brainstorm ideas that would have that would be around a smaller con because I love smaller con settings. It's like you get more gaming in first of all. I I don't get to game at Gen Con ever, um, mm-hmm. but you know Ooh. you get you get to actually game at smaller conventions. Um, and yeah, we'll fix that. Don't worry, we got you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's running, playing, whatever you want to do. Yeah, it, it's just it just smaller conventions have a different environment to them, and I really am excited to kind of get Contessa into that because I haven't yet gotten us into to doing anything with mm-hmm. smaller conventions. So, so we've got that. <laughs> yes, I know you have panels. But it's only a few. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we. I'm kind of, I'm kind are, of thinking are, about actually running my system design workshop, but you know, I st- we still have to talk about about these kind of things. So right now, all of my ideas cool. are just. I know yeah. I'm going to run the adventure I'm writing for the Swords and Wizardry Kickstarter, Zaya's Promise. Um, cool, sweet. It's, it's I've I've it's it's been in development almost as long as Swords and Wizardry Third Printing has been in development, um, which. I've rewritten it basically after every playtest that I've had, so I'm kind of really excited about how it's actually turned out because it's 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 a lot better than what it started, and I'm really excited about it. Um, you know how you were talking about earlier about having consequences for certain things and like losing items and stuff mm. like that. There's actually portions yeah, yeah, of yeah, yeah. Zaya's promise where the 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 I don't want to give away too much of what it is but the entity that's controlling the thing which is a little girl um actually has she has moods different moods and depending on what her mood is you know different things might happen and some of those things are actually you, you start getting your resources taken away from you you know you, you no longer oh, have oh, she steals that 50 feet of rope that you had now how are you going to get out of that pit you know those kind of things that, that i like to throw in there um that sounds awesome yeah i really want to read the ah Crap! It got me more excited, Stacy. Damn it! Uh, I, well, so I just read James Malachowski's uh, *Cursed Chateau*, and I—I uh, shouldn't talk about this for folks who haven't read it because I don't want to yeah, get played it because I don't want to give something away. Dude, but uh, can't there's talk a mechanic that's very much fucking like that. Oh, nice, so good. If you haven't read it, Stacy, you'll—it yeah. uh, sounds like yeah. some not like what you're doing, but close, you know? Yeah, yeah, ah, fun. <laughs> I'm pretty sure That's the pronunciation cool. on that is Cursed Chateau. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. We yeah, established yeah. that last episode. I'm sorry, Cursed <laughs> Chateau. Cursed Chateau. Cursed Chateau. <laughs> yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Is that just a different way of saying cursed, or is it supposed to be a completely different? No, no, no! Don't say it. It's a completely different word. Know. Apparently, to God. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, okay. You, you, you just you just feel these things. <laughs> what what sounds better? Cursed grammar. Chateau you just feel grammar. Cursed yeah. chateau. Yeah. It's how the French say cursed. Yes, everybody that I, that, I, yeah. that has talked to me about Yukon has been a woman, which has been awesome because you know I was just pointing out some of the things that are in the in the thing. That's that's one of those things that that's actually sold me a lot on Yukon is you know. Oh, nice. Yeah, if all I'm doing is talking to dudes, sometimes it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, dudes, dudes suck. Suck. You know, it's true. We do. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I I know that you know Jeanette Quirk. Um, just to give the the brief shout outs to those to those ladies who run that stuff. I know Jeanette Quirk does uh like a lot of the board game stuff. Mm-hmm. Um I'm trying to think of the lady's name who does the the their D plus page and um Laura mm. Hamill or something like that. Yeah, that yeah. Sounds that sounds right. Yes. You know? yes. Yeah, I talked yeah. to her a little bit. Um yeah. I mean i I've never spoken to any of them, but uh, you know, um I'm I'm aware of who they are and they they do I mean uh, Jeanette runs a monthly game night at, you know, our uh, the brewery here in town, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Oh, uh, that is so cool. I want to do something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've actually been thinking about um, Contessa Local kind of stuff and um, seeing what I can do at our local game stores and stuff like that, because I've actually had a lot cool. of people talking to me about stuff like that, too. I get, I get a lot of women coming to me asking me, I've, I've heard this question many times, too, is... Um, Every time I go to a gaming store and want to get into a game, it's all guys. How do I how do I get more women to play? And I always tell them, you need to run games. You, you need to start now. Stop, <laughs> you know. Right. Stop just being a player. Start running games, and and you know, as soon as you're you're visible, you're going to attract other women, and they're going to come in and they're going to run games too, and it's going to be awesome. Trust me. So I will actually want to enact that here in San Diego. <laughs> Wheels. Wheels are turning, or is Adam frozen? I think he's frozen. Yeah, that's always the problem. When Adam gets frozen, all the pressure's on Don. He just, he just can't handle it. <laughs> we could take the question earlier that I think he, he, he deleted, actually, which was uh, something about, uh, are you drunk? Oh, me? No, I was maybe more so then than I am now. I'm good. <laughs> I'm golden. I'm solid. Um, You've gotten less drunk since we started? Yeah, because, you know, I sober up. I stopped drinking uh, f- after the first uh, half. Wow. Know. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got to pace yourself, and you got to go to bed at some point. You know? <laughs> it's, it's, it's 11 here in Michigan, so, you know. Um, well, if Adam's gone, we're going to have to wrap this up. Um, oh, no. Oh, he is gone. Oh, Adam's crap. Gone, gone. It's pressure. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut that out. I'm going to be so smooth. So, uh, <laughs> A... Thank you for being on the show. Thank uh, you for having it's me. It's a really cool episode. Yeah. This is great stuff to talk to. Um, you know, once once you have a daughter, you're concerned about how the world works. And I'll be honest, half of me doesn't even want her to, you know, get into the gaming world. Because yeah. there, are some, there are some fossils. Yeah. Yeah. And some hateful and it can be hard. Pricks. And that's like... Yeah. When I first started Contessa, people kept calling it a safe space, and I was so, I was very reticent about using that term because it's like I can't guarantee safety. There's no right. way I can guarantee safety. You know, we don't we don't know who all signs up for our stuff. You know, but mm-hmm. 
But the more that the women kept talking, you're like, no, you, you did create safety because the people who go to Contessa events, they know what Contessa is about. They know what you're doing. They're here for that reason, so they don't mm-hmm. actually start trouble. And we actually have some really, really great players that come to our events as a result. So that's, that's, that's one of those side effect things that kind of came out really cool. So, you know, if your daughter decides to start getting into gaming, have her come to a Contessa yeah. event. She'll probably love it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we actually do play a lot of board games, uh, so there's that. Um, she just doesn't really want to be an elf or a gnome. <laughs> well, or there whatever are other else. other games you could try. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There are, it's true. I've I've heard of these other games. <laughs> I've heard tell of these other systems. They exist. <laughs> they do. They're, they're out there. Yeah. They're out there. Uh, Adam said he'll be right back. I don't know if we'll wait. Because I think we're kind of at the end at this point. It feels um, like it. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, we we could talk about this for days. There's yeah. a lot of work to be done. Uh, you're doing great work. So, I mean, it's going to be awesome that you're at UConn. I hope you enjoy it. I can't and wait. I, I am so excited yeah. about UConn. I mean, it's like, now that I've got Gen Con out of the way, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm really excited about, you know, what kind of things that we're going to work on, what kind of events mm-hmm. that we're going to have going. And, and, and I'm really excited mm-hmm. to, to get into a new con. I, I love everything that yeah. I've heard about it so far. I'm, I'm just worried because it's so tiny and... Oh. I'm just like, it's not going to be that awesome, but it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. I love yeah. small conventions. I mean, I, I really do. I think you get, I think you do a lot more work at a small convention than you do at a big convention. I mean, we, we get, it's like having our name brand blasted out all over the place when it's a Gen Con, but when you go to right. small conventions, you, you actually get a lot closer to the people that you're, that you're working with and you're talking to because you have time to actually do that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm back. Sounds good. Oh, you're hey. back. <laughs> We were we were just my power up. like flickered out and then I uh, yeah it was weird hmm. I lost my and then went out connection because my router <laughs> it just died again. Oh. <laughs> Adam, can you hear us? <laughs> oh, yeah. and then I froze apparently, yeah, and then, and and then you sucked. froze. Yeah. And then you froze yeah. again. So we, we were just uh, wrapping it up. And uh, good for you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, taking taking charge. Um, <laughs> I appreciate it. Good, good job. job. Yeah, I appreciate you being assertive. And how we could talk for days about this topic, but we don't have days. No, there's, there's more work to be done. And uh, yeah, let's hey, let's do it together, people. <laughs> <laughs> you said do it. I'm going to start ending these things uh, like sorry. Uh, that was my specials. Uh, they come in from last episode. <laughs> or more positive, I don't even know. Because he's, he's frozen, frozen again. He is. <laughs> <laughs> he is. All right. All right, Adam, say say good night and goodbye. I know. I, know. I keep failing here. It's bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good night, you gorgeous <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Thanks for being with good. us. <laughs> Stacy, thank, thank you. you for being with us. I'll see you in November. Thank you so much for being here. Awesome, thank Don. You for yeah, thank me. you. Yeah, you're 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 beautiful, man. I love you. I know. I know. Uh, should I? Should I? I'm gonna tempt fate. Can I tempt fate real quick? I don't even know what this means. I'm gonna tempt fate by thanking our uh, Patreon supporters, um, specifically, oh, yeah. and in no order other than the one that I'm reading down in the list. Uh, Steve Sigety, Myth Horde itself, 
Mighty Mythord, Victor Garrison, and the the incomparable Tim Callahan. Uh, thank you all for supporting us. Uh, yeah, I just want to make sure that they get their props. Uh, yeah, they make, totally. They, I don't know if they make this possible, but they make it a lot fucking easier. Thanks, guys. Yeah. So, for real. Yeah. I appreciate it, guys. And I appreciate you guys for being here. Stacy, thanks again. I could keep thanking you all night. Uh, mm-hmm. And Don, adios. Thanks for listening to this episode of Drink Spin Run. If you like what you've heard, share us with your friends, leave us an iTunes review, or email us at dsr at kickassistan.net. You can also support us at patreon.com slash dsrcast. Our theme music was generously provided by the band Blue Snaggletooth, who you can find at bluesnaggletooth.bandcamp.com. Once again, thanks for listening, and we hope you join us next time, you gorgeous listeners. 